This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast of Critical Hit, a gaming show by gamers for gamers on Joy 94.9. I can't believe you found the boss key. I know, and I couldn't have done it without you, Luke. You're listening to Critical Hit, Joy's only video game show. It's by gamers, for gamers. Yes, you are on Critical Hit Saturday afternoon. It is a new year, the first show of 2016, which is very, very Woo. exciting. Woo. New um, Year's. New Year's. It's so fun. I'm touching myself. I'm thrilled. It's amazing. Um, this- <laughs> oh my God, radio appropriateness. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> clearly. Uh, you are here on Critical Hit. 
I'm joined, I'm Luke by the way, I'm joined by Archer, by Meigs and by Finn. Hi guys. Hey, party time. Yo. Um, and uh, today is the first show of the year, which means, um, much like last year, we're going to be kicking off our series of episodes dedicated to previewing the year ahead. So, so many games coming out, plenty that have been announced already, um, plenty more that we assume will be announced at some point, and um, lots of great content coming out this year. Well, hopefully, right? Archie? Hopefully great games. Everyone's like so excited about all these things, no. No, lower your expectations and you'll be pleasantly surprised when they are okay. Yeah, it's like a hookup. Yeah, oh, Lower sure. your expectations. Yeah, keep them low. <laughs> hopefully it'll end up okay. Um, but lots of great games coming out this year, so we are going to talk about them. Uh, today's focus is entirely on multi-platform games, okay? We don't have enough time in one show to go over every single game coming out this year, so today it's just the ones that are on multi-platform, so being released on more than one console. So we'll do the exclusive ones over the next couple of weeks for Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Yes, um, well, yes. we have some PC games on this list as well. Well, well they're multi-platform PC. Yeah, yeah, multi-platform and PC. Are we going to have a PC-only show? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Is there enough PC-exclusive games announced? Well, Finn, you're a PC yeah. gamer. Resident so you, Meigs. PC gamer. Is there Finn. enough PC games coming out that have been announced that you can be like, yes, this is a PC-exclusive show? No. There, there aren't, but there should be. There, there should be. be but I no. mean, you've got like XCOM, right? XCOM yeah. Two. Yeah. It could just be like the the PC E three show. Where it's just like, oh my god, 120 FPS. This <laughs> <laughs> is hardware. Yeah, all hardware all the time. Is there like a new Civ coming out or something? There's always a new Civ coming out, right? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. But they've done new so many expansions to Civ Five. I just don't know if they'll ever stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a fair point. Well, it, yeah, we don't have. And new people Sims. still play it. That's the thing. Like, I still play it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's playing it. <laughs> well, Civ's great. Yeah, uh, there's a new World of Warcraft though coming out, right? New expansion. Yeah, but I'm not going. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Migs no. isn't on the hook this time. No, no. one on the show can touch her. They'll never come back. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to deprive our wonderful listeners of that. I, I like um, being on the radio, thanks. I just don't want to just lose my life again. Yeah. yeah. Fair call, fair call. So like, no PC uh, show, because not enough PC exclusives. Just um, yeah, XCOM 2 comes out next month. We'll have a review for that, of course. Now, I'm going to bring back a little segment that we did last year uh, in quieter times. And we're in a quieter time right now. Games aren't coming out at the moment, which is lovely. We're catching up on our back catalogues from 2015 of which there was plenty so um Meigs what are you playing at the moment oh gosh what am I playing at the moment um let's see I just updated my Starcraft 2 so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into Starcraft 2 that's gonna be great um League is something that I haven't played in a while and want to get back into yep um on have console you, have you played any like specifically good games <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Jeez, shots um, fired. <laughs> I'm playing Destiny a lot. Oh. No, 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 no. I'll, good games. Yeah, no, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy Destiny. Um, but Destiny's I'm also, come good, to be fair. I've actually heard that. I've seen a lot of articles recently which are like, hey, Destiny's actually playable these days. There's so many people playing it. But other than those, I'm kind of I'm kind of hooked on tabletops at the moment. So ah. um, there's a new one out called Guild Ball that's Guild awesome. Ball. Guild yeah. Is there a ball involved? Yes. It's like Blood Bowl, but slightly oh. different on tabletop. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. That sounds cool. Blood Bowl's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So right. yeah, Guild Ball. That's good. Yeah. It's because you're still painting all your minis and stuff. I, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Love oh, it. Oh, good. Finn, what are you playing right now? I am playing two games. One of those games is Halo Five. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Which How's that been? 
I assume everyone played like a year ago. But <laughs> now I'm just like, yay! <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. So yeah. yeah um, it's, like the multiplayer, you well. mean, or the single player? No, just the single player. Okay. Yep. How, how's it been for you? Because I've like noticed the hype hasn't been as big around this Halo as it has previously. I. I th- I think there was hype. I just think that it didn't necessarily um, deliver on the hype, mm. would be f- more fair to say. It's a great-looking game, to be fair. Um, and, I mean, there's... Look, I haven't played Sounds that like many hours Sounds like you're dancing around it. It's like, it's a great-looking game. No, no, it's It's, it's, it's solid as hell. It's yeah. a solid game. Yeah, yeah, it's really solid. Um, Nothing spectacular. There are a couple of annoyances. I'm only a couple of hours in, but I've already really sick of like the HUD and stuff. It's massive on the screen, and you really really obstructs your view of the... The, the battle, which is kind of a problem. There you go, three, four, three. Options. Decrease the HUD size. <laughs> well, I, I found... <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Except that everyone's been complaining about it yeah. on the internet as well. Good so. work, Archer. Three months late. Um, <laughs> no, I, I found the AI in Halo to be frustrating. When I was playing single player, not with friends, playing with the mm. computer, I found that the, um, the computer characters often didn't do what I wanted them to do. Um, even <laughs> when I directed them to do things, they'd be like, nah, nah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and like... They, they can revive you, which is great, but, yeah, but like don't. there'll be hunters walking around and you'll and they'll walk over to your body in the middle of like a hunter battle and they just kind of group you together and kill you all at once. I can't, which is really great. Good job. Guys. I can't comprehend why developers think AI companions are going to be a good idea. They are never fun. Yeah. It's never fun to play with AI companions and they're always useless. Oh, 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 hang on. I would say in Fallout 4, they're not useless. I think they have their moments where you're like, why did Dogmeat just run through a laser setup and trigger 50 bombs? But I mean, <laughs> but Dogmeat also. <laughs> Dog meat, please. <laughs> Dog meat, stop. <laughs> stop it. But no, um, uh, the companions in, in Fallout, though, I find really enjoyable. Like, they're pretty effective in combat. Like, I like the Codsworth can, like, use a flamethrower and cut limbs off and Did stuff like that. Did you cleverly segue into what you've been playing? No. No, you haven't been playing Fallout. Then. No, I haven't. Finn had another game he's playing. He said he had two. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so just while I've yet. been out and about <laughs> a bit over Christmas break, um, I've also picked up Fire Emblem Awakening, which is really good. Yeah, so 3DS, and the new one comes out this year, uh, which is two Fire Emblems, and then you can download the third one as well. With the gay character, potentially. Yes, that's right. Or the Um, option to marry uh, someone of the same gender. as Yeah, which was a big deal, because Nintendo previously have been very not awesome with representing same-sex couples. Yeah, like with um, uh, that... Tokadami life or whatever it was. Tokadami life, whatever. They wouldn't allow um, same-sex relationships in the game, even though it's going to be based on real life. Mm. Tomodachi. Tomodachi. Tomodachi, whatever. Um, (laughs) It's lost all meaning now, anyway. (laughs) 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 Tomodachi. (laughs) Tomodachi. Stop it! (laughs) You have to get the pronunciation (laughs) correct. Enough. Um, But yeah, it's good for them to have that in the next one, though. But yeah, Fire Emblem is really cool. Now, I finished Fallout two weeks ago. So Ooh. I'm done with Fallout hey, for now. <laughs> You're done for now. What's that? Do I get to borrow it now? Uh, yes, you correct. Give it to me. I was. I'll, I'll give it to you later. Wow. Um, <laughs> the game. I'll give you the game. Um, no Fallout Four. This I finished contact, it. Though. I really liked it. <laughs> Looking at the wall now. Um, really cool. But what I did start playing this week, though, I was playing Assassin's Creed for a bit, which I still am playing and I'm enjoying it. Syndicate. But I finally downloaded Undertale. Me too. Like, I haven't started playing it yet, but I've, I've downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, literally yesterday, because it's too. on sale at the moment on Steam. Okay, so I, I thought, it. now's the time. So I downloaded it. Right it. <laughs> I've probably only played the first maybe two hours of it so far, but um, I really like it. I really appreciate um, how simple it looks, but 
the writing's really quick and really witty. It's really fun. I can totally already see why it's so popular and why people love it so much. What is Undertale? It's an RPG um, in a style of a Japanese RPG in terms of, you know, wandering around, collecting things, combat, that sort of thing. Mm. Except um, the combat's unique in that you don't have to kill or fight. You can choose to talk your way out of battles in certain ways and therefore spare enemies. And there's this whole morality thing that comes up about whether you should or shouldn't spare certain creatures. Mm. Um, you know, there's might be a creature that's like that's a really funny creature and so you have to tell a joke to make it sort of like you and then you can spare it. But if you just like try and do something else, like try and I don't know, be mean to it, then it will try and fight you anyway, and you have to avoid its attacks. So it's got this whole back and forth about whether you should or shouldn't fight and how you go about that. Um, And it's just a really cool game. I really enjoy it. So, yeah, so far, so good for that one. That's what I'm playing at the moment. What about you, Archer? What are you playing right now? I am playing a surprising game that I just... uh, I don't even know why I bought it. I think it was just on sale, uh, which was... I got the first episode of the new King's Quest. Oh yeah, is yeah. It, a, it was a PlayStation Plus title. It was a it is a PlayStation Plus title. Um, right That's now, probably why. you only have like a couple of days more downloaded if you wish. Yes, um, no, I was playing on Xbox, so I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was on sale. Who knows? Maybe. But I played the first episode. And I'm like, this is stupidly fun. So I got the whole season pass, and episode two is currently available, and it's great. So it's a Joel and I, my housemate, were discussing what exactly to term it because it's not a reboot or a remastering of the old king um king's quest games from back yeah. in the 80s because that's ridiculous but so we deemed it a revival of the series which is exactly what it is so it's a adventure style game we go around and figure out the puzzles but they're not ridiculously obtuse and difficult like broken age was sometimes yeah sure yeah but it's been really fun the humor is incredible and just a great little game to play Cool, nice one. Um, and Meigs, we had a message in, by the way, uh, from one of our listeners, Dan, who said, yay Meigs, yay Destiny. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Dan. So I just want to let you know you Appreciate have supporters that. out there. Um, yeah. I don't know who they are. Like, <laughs> it's a bit awkward. Who Dan could be They're like, awesome. That's who Dan's such a generic name. Dan, like, some guy that Meigs paid outside. <laughs> <laughs> if you could support Dan Destiny. Dan is Meigs. She's just texting on the <laughs> uh, Dan's actually Twitter a, handle. <laughs> Dan's a good friend of mine recovering from from a surgery on his ankle at the moment. So uh, playing Destiny. Oh, keep on listening play more destiny it'll help you feel better probably maybe i don't know we should play together dan it'd be great it'd be awesome. yeah you can be friends Yay. yeah i think it has an xbox though and you have it on playstation oh. Ooh, awkward. cross-platform oh. uh <laughs> we are gonna go straight into the news as well go to the news of the week With the games industry changing so often, it can be hard to keep up. That's why on Critical Hit, we deliver you the news that matters. Yes, we definitely do. And um, not much on the news this week, to be honest, because, again, it's that quiet, quiet time of year. This is a very quiet time of year. It's so damn Right quiet. around New Year's, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, just nothing's happening. It's very strange. What day um, is it? Um, I don't know. I, it's been, I've worked all week as well, so for me, it's extra confusing. I don't know what day I'm even at. But look, a um, bit of a fun one to start off with. Um, um, there's a Twitter user uh, called Wanakun, Wanakun um, who left his Super Nintendo on for over two decades to preserve his save data for a Japanese game called Umahara Kawase. So the game came out in 1994, and um, some game cartridges back then had a static RAM partnered with lithium-ion batteries. So basically, if the batteries stayed charged, the game would stay saved, Right. But, of course, the battery started to fail, so you plug the console in so it can keep the game going the whole time. So, basically, he's now kept the console plugged in for 20 years to try and preserve his save game. Why? What, what do you mean, why? If you love it that much and you're 
plugging away at it. Okay, I'm possibly a bit of a nihilist in that situation, but like, it, it's you save game data from 20 years ago. Play some new games. Just do something else. Yes, you achieved that. You have that achievement in your mind. It's already there. You've done it. Why do you, does he need to preserve his save game data? I want from to know, 20 years ago. I want to know how his console is still alive after 20 years. Like, wouldn't it have overheated yeah. and just, like, blown up by now? Like, it's well, a Super Nintendo. Nintendo like, consoles always are notoriously made, yeah. hardware. They're like the Nokias of game consoles. Other than the like, N64. You just can't break them. They should use this as a marketing ploy for, like, our consoles are so sturdy, you'll keep it for <laughs> 20 buy years. The, buy the Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> It'll stay on forever. Um... Maybe, but I think it's pretty good. It's committed. It's dedicated, you know? And I, we've all, when we were younger, had times, I, I feel like, well, I did anyway, where you left the game console on because you were just like, I don't trust that it's saved. I just need to leave it on so I can finish this section. Or I, something like that. No, I used to I do that it. with Smash Brothers on GameCube. Yeah. So we are doing something in the, middle, in the middle of it and we needed to go somewhere else. So we'd leave it on and we'd hide the power light under a case or something so our parents wouldn't turn it off yeah, yeah. i used to leave my um n64 on whenever i was in, like in the middle of a temple for like ocarina of time yeah and i'm like if i i can save it but then it'll put me right back at the beginning and then i'd have to go do this to reactivate no i'm just gonna leave it on i'm i hope gonna- this guy has mm. a power outage well it, the ba- he actually had to move house once but the lithium battery worked enough to get him from one house to the next to plug it in again can't he just replace the battery i know that sounds a really silly question Jack, can he just, like, sprinting batteries, though, from one while. house to the other just so, like, <laughs> like i've got to get this nintendo inside <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna die quick yeah. <laughs> Mate, but i mean it, it makes <sighs> for me i guess i mean as silly as it sounds it just made me kind of you know reminisce to those times when we didn't have things that we do now where we have all these digital ways of saving things games auto save for you all the time there's you can save it in the cloud on your console it's on a usb great advancements in technology but it is but you know it, nowadays we take things like a save game for granted but i remember when i was a kid uh there was a game they used to play it was a wrestling game on 64 and unfortunately what would happen is you'd pro- 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 speak progress in the story create characters spend a lot of time on this game right and then every now and then it was known that this game was just had a glitch in it every now and then you would lose all your data all of it i would just, just stop playing disappear. after the first time but when you're a kid and you've been bought a game as like a present for your parents or whatever, and you're playing it, you can't just go, I'm not going to play this anymore because that, that's the game that you have. That's your new game. It's the true. only game you have. You know, you, nowadays, <laughs> yeah, nowadays I would. I'd be like, F you, go download a $2 game off Steam. But I can't do that when I'm a kid with a 64 and no money. So you had to just keep playing it over and over again. And so there were times when I had friends over and we would leave it on because we didn't want to risk that happening during our story mode that we were playing. After the characters that we'd made, we thought at least we have them for the next you know week, we'll leave it on. And then we can turn it off mm-hmm. and hope for the best. And it did. It got it corrupted like four times on me. I lost all the data. It was notoriously bad for that. It sounds horrible. Uh, on Facebook, I just saw something really apt to this, which was a play- picture of a PS2. And it just said, anyone remember keeping this thing on for four days before you could get a memory card? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes, we did do that. Yeah, but <laughs> we have been there. Um, we take it for granted now. But I remember those days and it was stressful times. Very stressful times. 20 years though. No, nah, not doing it. Yeah, I've better things to do with that's my a, life. That's a lot than of money. Keep a game alive. That's a lot of money to spend on electricity too. Like yeah. seriously, is it though? Years. Like, is it that expensive electricity? Like, I don't know. For, over, the, for just over, that, for that one thing, over you know? twenty years, maybe for like one little console. Bucks. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't expect it to be much more than that. The console doesn't take that much power. How much you reckon? Maybe like two hundred for twenty years. Yeah. You reckon? That's like yeah. what, ten dollars a year to hit yeah. running. It wouldn't. It wouldn't know. be much. It's a SNES, and it's not actually doing anything. It's just on. 
It's not an environmentally friendly decision. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear about that. Well, we're not saying do it because you don't need to now. Like, you don't have to anymore. It's fine. But um, good on him. I think I think he's a trooper. I'm really proud of him. Um, we, we could probably work this out by figuring out how much power the Nest takes that much, to be though. on. I don't care enough about it. Get a listeners, spreadsheet. Listeners, you can figure this out for us. Stop yeah. it. Stop making our listeners do stupid mundane things. Please like ask how much it would cost. To stop. Any accountants listening? Any accountants? <laughs> <laughs> For red energy. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, now, another news article. Um, Oculus Rift is still due to come out quarter one this year, which means it'll be out in the next two months. So this is a reality that's happening. Virtual reality is going to be available in the next two and a half months' time. We're going to have it in our hot little hands or on our heads. Um, playing, hot little heads. Uh, hot little heads. <laughs> playing virtual reality. Um, and they've announced that they're going to be bundling in a free game with Oculus VR called Lucky's Tale. Now, Lucky's Tale is a platformer. It's actually from the original creator of Words with Friends. Awkward. Um but it's decent. It's not a word game, obviously. It is a platformer. This is one that I actually played at PAX about a year and a half ago um, to give it a go. And um, bundling it with the platform, I think, is going to help. I mean, virtual reality, we still don't know how much it's going to cost, right, guys? Like, it could be... I don't know. Have an estimate. How much do you think virtual reality headset's going to cost? 300 Three hundred. That's a lot cheaper than I think. That it is be. reasonable. Finn, what do you reckon virtual is going to cost? Like for just the headset kit, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if it was around eight hundred to a thousand. Yep. Wow. Six hundred. Middle ball. Just around the cost of a console, maybe a bit more. I did think five ninety nine. That was the number oh, in my yeah. head. Yeah, I, I thought five ninety nine for the headset. Especially, but you have to wonder, like, I mean, bundling it with a game is good if it's going to be that expensive, because people are going to need to think, crap, first I have to buy the thing, then I have to buy games on top of that, and that's going to cost money as See, well. I prefer the Gear Live sort of circumstance, with the Samsung one, where you just slot your phone into it, and that access to the display and the accelerometer and all the sensors, because you already have that and does other things, and it's reusing technology that you already have for the most expensive components. And you just wear it on your head, and you strap your phone in, and you're all good. Is there... Different models coming out. Like, I know that they had... Because the last time I really, really looked at Oculus was when they were putting out the development kits. So you, like, make games for it and stuff like that. And those have been out for years. Um, and, you know, they had the normal one and now they've got, like, a HD one. Are they doing uh, that as well? I, no, I think it's just the one yeah, SKU. just the one. I, don't, I, think, I think overcomplicating it like that, I think, would be... A really bad move. Yeah. I know they might have been talking about it, sure, but I believe only the one's coming out. I think that they don't want to confuse this more than it already is. Everyone other than Nintendo, this generation, has like shied away from having multiple SKUs, and it's usually just hard drive size that's changed. So, yeah, they'll... Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, PlayStation VR is still around the corner at some point. There's other virtual reality things in the pipeline for this year. So, I mean, you have to think none of them are announcing their price. They all want to know what the other's going to charge. You know, like if Oculus goes, oh, we're $600, then Sony can go, we're only $500, buy ours instead, you know. But but Sony's one, you require the PlayStation as well. So that's... Yeah, but Oculus, you require a PC. That's true. A very expensive yeah. PC at that. A decent one to run it, yeah. Um, when are they integrating into the Xbox? Because they partnered, Microsoft and Oculus. I'm not sure. I mean, because Microsoft's putting their money on HoloLens, right? No, well, HoloLens is augmented reality, so that's, okay. a se- that's a separate application. But they did partner with Oculus to bring Oculus to the Xbox, and all the Oculuses get bundled with Xbox One controllers. Maybe so, that's how they're going to do it. Maybe they'll have, like, an Oculus that's only for PC, and then they'll have an Oculus that's only for Xbox, and well, you'll have an Oculus that's for Presumably it's but- just a USB device. 
and yeah. just plug it in. Yeah, so I doubt that would be any yeah, but the, you see that. thing would be any different. But I've got a USB headset. It won't work with my Xbox. I think it's just a USB device, but no. Mm. Yeah, but so... Microsoft probably didn't partner with the USB headset. <laughs> true. This is true still. But, I mean, still, we're thinking... Even if it is $300, which I, I think is pretty reasonable, um, is that if you're buying a console as well, do you think people are going to pay that much for virtual reality at this stage without it being out in the market, without really knowing what it is? Like, yes, we played it at PAX and we played it at EB and stuff. Like, we gave it a go. And I, I totally get it. Like, I understand. But, you know, I'm sort of wondering, you know, what... Is it going to sell? Are people going to buy this off the shelves like crazy? I think that's why $300... Like, yes, it's it's very hopeful, but I think as a new thing, people aren't going to want to spend, you know, $600, $700, $800. I agree. And there's there's already too much confusion around it. Like, because it's been around for ages now, but just not available to, to everyone. Yeah. So I think people are going to be confused. They're going to want to let the market settle a bit. Yeah. I think the first gen will be niche early adopters. Um, and then it may become more prolific as the second iteration comes out. So maybe next year if they're going to do a yearly iteration. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. It's weird. Um, but we see that with a lot, lot of emerging, emerging technologies. I mean, it doesn't add a whole lot to the gameplay for such an amount of money. So you can still play all these games without it. It's not adding any functionality to it. It adds an immersion point, which isn't required. Yeah, I would spend three hundred dollars on it. Though. I know you if, would. If it just came out and be like three hundred bucks, like yes, I'm playing this and I'm putting it on my PC and I'm playing Elite Dangerous. And but we are amazing. the niche, though. Yeah, we are the That's niche. The That's what I'm this saying. is true. Yeah. So I mean, three. I mean, I I would consider paying five ninety nine if if I knew how many games were going to be there on launch if the game prices were reasonable. If you're charging me five ninety nine, for example, and then charging me an extra $100 per game, I'm not going to be day one investor. That's not going to happen. If they come out with a ton of VR versions of each game that I already own, I'm going to be very irritated. That's probably going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. There's already talked about doing it with things like Until Dawn, for example, where it's like mm. a VR roller coaster version of Until Dawn. Can I, I just might actually upgrade? consider that. Can I just buy an upgrade <laughs> license? What? No, of course I not. Buy an entirely new, it's, but just like you can't it, upgrade a license if you're buying a, a game on Xbox that you already own on PlayStation. It doesn't matter what you own it on. Too bad. You buy it again for the platform you've got. I, yeah. I understand, but if you're buying... So if you have Until Dawn on PS4, yes. and then you get a PlayStation VR, and then yes. they're selling a VR copy of Unreal Dawn, why couldn't you just buy an upgrade to the VR Well, it's copy? different games still. They've made a new version of Until Dawn for the VR. It wouldn't be exactly the same. Mm. It's just they're using the same branding and kind of putting it in that world. See that 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 makes me hesitant. Like even as a niche player, that well, makes that's me one hesitant. example. I think it's going to make it, it. That would that would make it even harder for the general public. But it's like even Alien, have to rebuy everything. Even Alien Isolation that was playable on VR and has been for a while now because it's a first person game. So I think that a lot of first person games will pretty much instantly be playable on VR. How they go about selling those and working those in, whether they add functionality to it after the fact or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. They're going to have to... They're going to need to those games to be sold as a selling point for the VR. They can't just tack it onto what's already out because they're not going to make any money. Yeah, well, Portal's already been put on VR. Like, you can Amazing. play Portal with an Oculus Rift. But the, yeah. pri- the price is important. That's why I'm thinking if you sell upgrade licenses, like, you can buy a digital deluxe upgrade to a lot of games. If you didn't buy the deluxe edition originally, you yeah. can buy the upgrade. And that's what I think would be a better method. Because otherwise people are going to be like, oh, I'm just buying this game again. And it's not really adding a whole lot other than the fact I can wear it on my face. The sales will be <laughs> pretty dependent on, um, you know, the quality of the games on launch as well, though. That's, and that's risky, too. 
Because launch games, generally speaking, for all platforms ever, have been sketchy at best. Yeah, and we know that specifically with VR, beta testers of the Oculus have had problems like, this game makes me feel ill when you move around. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not just like a crappy game. It's like, yeah. I actually feel sick playing and, the console. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they've worked on that, yes. But what if that happens? What if you're buying a thing for 800 bucks or 700 bucks, whatever it ends up being, and you get it home and after five minutes, you're like, nah. My brain, my mind, no, I can't do this. I mean, the return rate is going to be interesting for that as well. Yeah, yeah. They'd, like have a health have, reason. they'd have to have a new policy put in place yeah. for this I thing have specifically. I have a dreading feeling it's going to mirror Connect and PlayStation Move. We'll have to see what happens. I know that uh, virtual reality is coming very soon. We're going to find out. We're going to have one in our hot little hands in the next two months that so we can actually see for ourselves, which is very, very, very exciting. We'll be back in a sec. We're going to be talking about the 2015 preview... 2016, sorry. Not last year. The preview of multi-platform games here on Critical Hit on Joy 
You're on Critical Hit on Joey 94.9. A bit of Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack there for you. One of the big anticipated games for the year. Uh, before we get into our topic, we had a message before from Ben who said, Hey guys, what are the names of the games you were talking about before we listened halfway through? Um, now, I ben. believe we were talking about Undertale. And we talked about a lot of games. We did, but I think Undertale was the one that we spent the most time on. Okay. Do you know, Ben, do you know what happened in the game? Yeah, tell what, us What more. about it did you like the sound of? <laughs> and we, we can let you know. Exactly. Now, um, we are going to start our topic of the week, which is going to be talking about the big multi-platform game releases of 2016, or at least the ones that we know about, because there'll be more coming out inevitably that get announced throughout the year, but these are the ones that we know exist and are basically scheduled for 2016 at this stage. Now, there's not a lot of um, stuff that's big in January per se. However, for me, the first big game coming out multi-platform has to be Unravel, which is due out on the 9th of February. Now, Unravel is a platformer that EA are putting out, which is, you know, not exactly what EA are known for doing. They're known for their sports and their shooting and things like that. So, um, we had a chance to... Yeah, RPG. true Lots RPGs. Well, Bioware in that sense, yeah. Um, but Un- Unravel uh, is a very cute uh, platformer. A little character called Yanni. He's made of yarn. He's so cute. He's adorable. And uh, if, they, if they don't do a special edition with Yanni, I don't know what's going on with their marketing team. Oh, that's true. They with should. an actual Yanni. Oh, my I, God. I would buy like 10 oh, of those. Okay, I don't, I don't <laughs> pre-order out of principle, but I would for that. Exactly right. Um, so look, the game itself, it's a side-scrolling uh, platformer, but it looks just gorgeous um we did have a chance to play it at pax finn i know you played it at pax yeah it was awesome yeah. uh the it was about what 15 minute demo, Good demo. 15 20 yeah, yeah it was yeah just beautiful so fun to play as well um, fun little pl- puzzle platformer yeah creative beautiful puzzles as well those yeah yeah lovely little game. so it's kind of like uh you could call it like a more mature little big planet Kind of no, not at all. A little bit, <sighs> a little big planet. It's like majority of it's about creation, I and then you have the three. But stages. the actual platforming part, I mean, because you got the little character made mm. of yarn, and then he's. But in this case, he's in the real world. It's not a magical world that's made up. He's in the real world, Did and you so ever- you have this cute little character that's sort of fictional running around, and it's there's cars driving over him, and it's raining, and like a bird picks him up and takes him somewhere else, and it's kind of got that harshness of this tiny character being stuck in the wide open world that we live in and how dangerous that can be for something of that size as Did well. Did you ever play Max Curse of the Bro- Curse of Brotherhood? No. It was a Xbox launch title for live. Um, and it it felt similar. So it was a size scrolling platform with puzzles and you'd use different things to figure out the puzzles. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, the um the minute size didn't really have that same feel to it. Yeah. But I unravel, definitely think yeah. um yeah, similar kind of feeling elicited by Little Big Planet though. It's kind of like you've got a cute character and it seemed like a kind of new and different thing for a new console coming out and like yeah, I think they're quite similar. Yeah, it actually feels very fresh. Even though, you know, a platformer of this style is not fresh on its own. Yeah, um, absolutely. But something about the way it plays and the way it looks made it feel very refreshing and, and really gorgeous. Yeah. Um Mies, did you play that at PAX or didn't you get a chance? I didn't get a chance to. Sadness. It's long not, line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's long huge. Line. And long like, demo. Summertime yeah, I think I was just too busy to get around to do everything I wanted to at PAX. Yeah. Um, generally not my type of game, exactly. It's not... Puzzle platformers aren't really what I play. But... Have you seen these screenshots? Yeah. Yeah? I have. But it looks adorable. Yeah. And I kind of want to give it a go just because it's so cute. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, definitely a big one. I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised when they announced it was coming out so soon because I thought it would be a bit further away. But when they said February 9th, I was like, 
damn girl. I was all over that. I'm very excited about it. Um, now, another one uh, coming out just after that, oh, actually the same day, uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles. I'm all over. <laughs> it's a bundle is what it's we It's a bundle of three earlier. Assassin's Creed games that are more of a side-scrolling, old-school Prince of Persia-esque side-scrolling platforming games? Is that yeah, so fair to say? There are a number of stealth games like this around at the moment. So if you look at the indie sections on any of the consoles or Steam, you'll find some stealth games that are similar. They're very original stealth feeling. So side-scrolling, got to hide from the line of sight of all the enemies and then try and figure out the puzzle in order to stab them all without being seen. So it, mm. it feels much truer to the Assassin's Creed universe than what it has become in some of the more recent titles. Uh, I think they're really fun. I've played China, which is one of the games in the bundle. They're releasing India in January and then uh, Russia. Russia in February, along with the bundle of all three. Yeah. So you can either buy them individually or you can buy them as a pack. I'm it's totally about half waiting. The, yeah. It's about half the price of a regular game, too. They haven't charged full price for it as well. Yeah, they're just good. little games. Yeah. So it's like, what, 50 bucks-ish? Yeah. For, ish. like, all three? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was interested in your opinion on it, actually, Migs, because... I know a lot of people have been trashing it online, like people that are hardcore Assassin's Creed fans to the 3D version and are going, this is such a waste of, like, those eras in time or, like, those settings. They should be full 3D games. Um, I felt that, actually, looking at them. I was like, we are going through all these really Caucasian eras and areas and, come on, you're doing India. That would be incredible for a 3D Assassin's Creed So good, and I really want, like, a feudal Japan like, I want samurais in my Assassin's Creed game. Like, let's let's do it. It definitely but doesn't, like, preclude them from doing it in the future, right? It doesn't. I don't, I don't think why... I don't Expand see why... Yeah, I don't see why, like, these little smaller games can be like, here's a taste of, like, this era, and then later on they can be like, all right, so we've taken this story and now we're putting it into a 3D setting. And it would be cool because they are, I think, a little bit more... Um, exciting settings well just because we're used to what we get out of european assassin's creed i yeah. guess yeah exactly yeah and moving America. on guys we've got a lot of games to get through here he's gonna cut you short the assassin's creed love um because i know we can talk assassin's creed this through for the whole show might <laughs> do assassin's creed show that's an idea Ooh, that'd be good we, we, can, we all have to cosplay even though everyone yes. can't see we have to <laughs> well stealthy i just um, won't be here <laughs> <or> will i <laughs> now mighty number no. nine comes out just after that my number no. nine is the kickstarter game from the guy that made Mega Man. Um, but couldn't make more Mega Man because Capcom owned the rights. So he went in, has now made Mighty Number no. 9, which looks amazing. It was at PAX as well, if you had a chance to play it. Um, and that one's coming out a mid-Feb as well. Now, not many people in this room are super keen on Mighty Number no. 9. I'm not a fan of Kickstarter games purely because I think people need to get over their nostalgia and look at new things and new things that games can do and broaden the horizons and everyone just sits in their nostalgia bubble being like yeah I want the same thing I had last week yeah I think it's that but I mean some there's plenty of new games that are terrible like you know you can be like oh I want new games but that doesn't make it better just by existing well, like they, they should buy new games that are in that vein that are new but like one of your Shovel games Knight, of the year incredible. last year was Assassin's Creed Syndicate which has had like you know 17 games or something and you're like oh they should make new things but it's, it's not like, kickstarted or retro it doesn't matter current. where it comes from though I think you're biased I don't like you <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> things are getting heated now Far Cry Primal is another one um, coming out speaking of things that aren't new <laughs> um, using the similar the name isn't new well the name is well the game itself doesn't look that different either I mean it's in a primal setting but it looks like basically just Far Cry without guns and with, you know, with giant um, 
what's the elephants with tusks? I forget what they're mammoths. called. Mammoths. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's got mammoths in it, which is cool. I like to, to ride a mammoth through the jungle and kill people. That's great. I think that yeah, I think this is great because just like making... they did in the old times. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the old times. Yeah, yeah. The forties. Yeah. <laughs> great era. They're taking what people love the most about Far Cry, which was using the animals to get through your objectives and manipulating yeah. the environment, and then taking that even further, which is what I really like. Where and that's progression versus mm. what you've been saying about yeah. my opinions on other Look, things. I love Far Cry. I'm all for more Far Cry, but I mean, Far Cry Four copped it enough for being too similar to Far Cry Three. It was and super similar. I, I don't know if Far Cry Primal, which feels very soon compared to the last one, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to have enough different to really justify a full game. And it is a full game full of a full game's content. It's not an expansion. It's yeah, a, it, it feels like it could have been a um, a Blood Dragon yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. Which was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Now, another one coming out early in the year in March, uh, The Division. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so yes. why... Okay, Meigs needs a cigar. Um, why, why Meigs? Why so excited, Meigs? Why The Division? This was one of the first games that kind of got announced at E3 the same year the consoles were. Yeah, so, so like yep. three years three ago Three years now. ago. So oh. the hype's been building for a while. I know Archer's been like, oh, it's been three years, oh my god. But the hype's been building and I'm, been. There's, they just bring out new Plateauing, little Plateauing, maybe. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I played it um, at EB Games Expo and it's solid. Like, it is really solid. Like, I only gave the multiplayer a whirl, but I really enjoyed what I played. It was it was well put together. The graphics were good. Um, it looked awesome. It felt awesome playing it. The mechanics, the guns felt like they popped properly. It, it worked. The objectives seemed good and fun. You know, I enjoyed the game when I played. Yeah, and I think that games that have been announced for three years now and they're showing bits and pieces off i think that that for me that really proves that they're actually putting time and effort into the game they're making it's kind of like yeah. here here's what we've got already um but it's not going to be out for like another three years because we want to make sure that it's good and i'm a hundred percent a-okay with developers taking their time with their games to make sure they're good like yeah. i would People crack it over games getting delayed because they're like, oh, no, we've got this thing we need to fix. Like, no, that's that's fine. If you need to take some time it's to good. fix it, go, go, go. I have no issue with that. I think they announced it too early. We've had another Tom Clancy game announced, released, and been average in the period that this is still in development. And right. I think that's a bit ridiculous. Which means it must be pretty good. Oh, but they're different just... types of games, too. Like, you know, uh, an online multiplayer shooter versus something with the scope that The Division has is very, very different. Yeah. The Division has a lot more to it than just an online multiplayer yeah. component. it's huge. It is true, but I, don't know, I wish they announced it later. It, it's felt like it's been too long, and they had the hype peak, and I think it's troughing a bit, and so they need to... They need to continue the hype. Troughing. Um, now, <laughs> well, if I'm going to use pigs, I might as well use That's troughs. Word. <laughs> all I heard plateau. Was, all, I, all I heard was blah 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 plateau troughing. <laughs> uh, now another one in this. Now this one, guys, people are already calling it as potential game of the year. Dark Souls three. I'm going to step back because that statement just offends me so cool. much. But look, <laughs> Bloodborne for many people was considered high up there in the game of the year type rankings last year and fair enough fantastic game like just brilliant amazing um and so that's definitely just helped to build onto the hype that dark souls already had around it in terms of its popularity and its and its scope now Finn, you reviewed Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, last year. Yep. And we gave Dark Souls 3 a crack at PAX as well. Are you excited about this one? I actually am because 
these specific things that I didn't like about Skull of the First Sin are fixed in this version. A lot of the uh, reason because they've, I think, taken the um, Bloodborne engine. Yeah, like the pacing and the gameplay stuff. Yeah, so, like, all of those irritating things where the character doesn't feel intuitive and you die because of that, not because the game itself is actually difficult. Yeah. Like, that just frustrated me to all hell. Like, I think they've really fixed that. So, I'm really keen to play something that looks a lot more complete. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, like, Bloodborne took a lot of cues from Dark Souls. Yeah, same developer, obviously, you know. Um, But then now it feels like Dark Souls 3 has now taken what made Bloodborne so good and then re-implemented that within the Dark Souls universe... And I think that's going to kind of refine that. So you say, hey, we have this great world we've established and now it has this really tight combat that was really successful in Bloodborne and meshed it all together. Yeah, and to Archer's point, yeah, maybe it's a bit incremental and perhaps we shouldn't be singing its praises this oh, earlier in the year. I have year. absolutely no issue with the game. I think that's great. It's a great game. I, it's not my cup of tea. That, that's perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, it but can be other people's cup of tea. First I, review on the show, Dark Souls 3, Archer says it's a great game. <laughs> I don't want people Spoiler. to be rating games before they've played them. I think it's yeah, for absolutely sure. ridiculous for people to be calling out Dark Souls 3 as game of the year. <laughs> yeah. But you can Stop preempt it to a that. point. You can be like, well, compared to the other games on this list that I don't like the look of, and yeah. I know Dark Souls 3 is going to be well made, based on its you know, developer's history, you can kind of go, well, that's going to be up there for me as game of the year, unless they okay, truly botch it. what about Dishonored? And well, not after that yet. You're jumping ahead. Stop. There are other um, games. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get into the games that haven't got a release date yet... Um, in May coming out is Battleborn. Now, Meg, you're keen for some Battleborn. I'm too super keen for Battleborn. Why? Beca- uh, have you not seen? Have, have you not seen? I'm not being mean. Seen? I'm asking genuinely. Because you have so many options of different types of characters to play. So what is Battleborn, for those who don't know? That's the third person battle brawler, I guess, is what I'd call it. Like a shooter, combat Yeah, but it's medieval. Isn't the one with like, it's Vikings and there's... Um, samurai. No, no, that's for I'm Honor. I'm thinking, oh no, I'm getting my games mixed up. Oh that's no. So, so no one bad. is actually excited Battle about this game. Though. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. It's me. <laughs> look, look at me, everyone. No. <laughs> now back to me. It is, it's kind of like a um, MOBA, but in third person. Yeah. So it, you do indeed have a lot of characters. Yeah, so it's sounded good for a while there. <laughs> no, like, Meeks was on point for like half of them. <laughs> yeah. I also know this one. I do. So I just got the names mixed It's up, your I kind swear. of objective-based combat. You're on teams. Um, it's, yeah, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. And MOBAs. Okay, yeah. when the industry becomes solely all MOBAs, which is looking <laughs> like where it's going to head, I'm just going to kill myself. It's happening. Um, it's happening right now. Now, um... On to, let's move on to For Honor, because we started talking about it. Now, For Honor yeah, Now, now that's halfway down the TV. For Honor, and, uh, you're, you're allowed to jump? No one else did list but me. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's Vikings versus Samurais versus Knights. Knights. Yes. And uh, this is a Ubisoft game, which is a bit surprising, because Ubisoft love their open worlds and their big maps with things to do. For Honor is an online, hand-to-hand combat um, multiplayer game where you have, like, all these other characters on the field that are, like, dispensable, like Dynasty Warriors type, like, you know, die-in-one-hit type things. But then it's 4v4, for example, and you'll have another group that you have to actually go hand-to-hand and counter their moves and have these really intense battles with them. Yes, and it looks really good. I saw some of the... Yeah. I've seen some of the clips and it actually looks like they did their homework and studied different types of combat. So yeah. they've got more martial arts combat with like the samurais and then you see some of the... Um, 
the medieval uh, combat styles, and I've been talking to people who do reenactments, yep. and they're kind of like, yeah, that's actually really quite accurate with combat styles of the time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's really true, and the game looks awesome, but I also just love the fact that it's like, what's that history? Yeah, so we all just play samurai against like medieval knights Vikings, <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Assassin's Creed is? Though? Let's take history and tweak it a little bit. Like, just, yeah. just, I mean, just that's fun. It's <laughs> fun, though. It's like fantasy fulfillment, isn't it? It's it like, is. Wouldn't it be cool to see Vikings versus knights yeah, versus this no is, samurais? This yeah. is a kind of imagination which makes it fun. Like, yeah. It's completely wacko. We just know. need um, pirates versus ninjas now and it'll be sad. I know barely anything <laughs> about the game. I found the announcement trailer really um, odd in that it was called For Honor and then they just throw, showed three characters. I was like, you're not going to go for that? You're not going to put four in just in case? No. <laughs> Uh, well, are they going to uh, call it three honor? I don't know. It just, you could have <laughs> honor, three but instead of an R, it's a three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Need for three. For honor. Th- <laughs> so bad. Need for three. Um, Need for three. <laughs> now, another one coming out that Migs. Actually, everyone's pretty keen on this, I have to say. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Catalyst. Yes. Now, the first Mirror's Edge is, you know, eight years old now or thereabouts, and finally mm. this sequel is coming. Um,. What do we think about it? We think it's going to be good, or are we thinking? Oh, I don't know. I'm apprehensive about it. Like yeah. I'm excited, but apprehensive. Thank you. Um, I really. I don't have to bring you down. No, I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed Mirror's Edge, and a lot of people didn't. And I think um, a lot of the fan base is getting really like excited about it. And yes, awesome. We're getting a next game, which is good. But I think there are a lot of things that needed to be fixing in it, and I really hope that they do that. Mm. I-, I think that. Um, Look, the first one I actually enjoyed a lot as well. I really liked the parkour, the first person thing. I think that um, a game that came out last year, Dying Light, did a good job of incorporating that parkour stylings into that game with the zombie running and stuff, just not on the same large scale that Mirror's Edge has. Um, And, you know, I'm keen for more of that, um, with it looking a lot better and with a bit more to do... It looks like there's more combat in this one for a start. I mean, the trailers I've seen, there's lots of fighting, hand-to-hand stuff and dodging enemies and stuff. In the first one, the enemy sections were very minimal, especially for the first main half of the game. You barely saw anyone. But they got rid of guns, which is, thank goodness, yeah, gun yeah. combat was horrible in the first one. So yeah. I'm curious to see how it comes off. I think um, I have faith in the developer. I think it's cool they've done another one finally. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Curious, curious. Curious. Now, other games coming out this year um, that are quite large. I'll pick from the list. Um, I get to pick one. All right, fine. Mass Effect Andromeda. I was going to yes. do that anyway. Oh, well. Mass know. Effect Andromeda. So, the new Mass Effect game, um, there's been three. This is kind of... It's not four, technically, is it? It's like a... It's in the same universe, but it's not a continuation. Because three story. finished it, right? Three was like the end of a trilogy, and we're done with that now. Shepard's done. Yeah, like, that's the same, story. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. they haven't announced barely anything to do yeah, with it. True. And I'm a bit hyped about it, so I need to bring myself down. Like, yeah. Oh, they're probably going to... Boo! Overhyped. Not yeah. going to be fun. Thanks, then. It's a bad thing. Do we awesome. think it's going to drop this year? I mean, with such little about it, do we think it's going to be released this year? Like, normally Christmas. we get a lot more. Christmas, It'll be Christmas, if not next year. No, most things want to avoid Christmas because of, you know, Call of Duty. Um, so pro- oh. it'll probably be pushed back. Because of, of, of everything, because everything pushes out for Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a scary market during Christmas time. You want to delay it to February. Mass Effect is a big franchise, though. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it would be a lot of the it's m- not a more minor franchise got pushed out. It's like a fallout for me. Like, it would do well regardless of the market it's in, I think. I don't think it needs to worry about Call of Duty or anything else. Um, it stands on its own. Um, another one that's also um, due out this year, but hey, you never know Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, which is one I know a lot of people are still very excited for, but I'm starting to think maybe it doesn't even exist. Like, I'm indifferent. <laughs> well, what, Someone what, else I don't have to bring down. What evidence leads it to be on this list? 
Well, it's they've announced it's probably coming out this year. Like it's a it's a rough estimate of 2016 release. Sony's bad at release dates, aren't they? Oh, no, it's, it's multi-platform. Sony, it's, weeks, isn't it? it's right. multi-platform. It's Square Enix. Um, you know, it's been a game that's been on the cusp of release for years. It feels like, and they've mm. done all the spin-offs and the 2.8 remix and ridiculousness. And but it would be awesome if it did come out. It would be. There's that. Will hope. it though? Like, what 3D pa- platformers are honestly popular these days? Ukulele is going to be great coming out this year. Again, stop rating games before they come out. <laughs> I'm allowed to have hype, man. I'm allowed to be excited <laughs> about games. Why are you here if you're not excited about games? I am excited games about games. Out? I am excited about did them you coming out. I just like, don't want to be really Did you like Kingdom Hearts 2? I never played it. Well, well then, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> our multi-platform games aren't popular. Well, no, well, maybe that's because we yeah, like Kingdom Hearts. And what, what year did that come out? Several years ago, so yeah, perhaps that explains ago. why none of them are popular now because we haven't had another <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom been so long. It's been so long. Um, Dishonored two. Come on, can we talk Dishonored about Dishonored two? All right, Megs, go. Yes, I'm so excited by this game. You done? Uh, no, <laughs> I, can, I can be like forever. And close. <laughs> no, yeah, Luke. no. The first one was amazing. Yeah. I loved it to bits. The second one, you get to play as there's a female protagonist, and I'm just like, ooh. Like a yes. choice of female protagonist? Yeah, or you get actual to, female protagonist. No, you can play as either Corvo or what's her name? The chick. Yeah. I forgot her <laughs> name. She was in the first one. She was wow. the child in the first one. She's rad, yeah, yeah. I love her. The princess. Yeah. I know who you mean, yeah. anyway. And the like, one yeah. with the face. <laughs> oh, the, the face. Arms. Is it yeah. like a youth version of an empress? Because it was yeah. the empress, wasn't it? So it's an empress's daughter. Yes. Mm. Whatever that is. The Dishonored one was a great game, one of my favourites, and had a great way of incorporating different Ways of playing, different styles of playing, a bit like Bioshock in that way, where totally. you can choose your powers and how you want to play the game, teleporting and, you know, putting rats on people and making yeah. them attack them, like all yeah. sorts of cool things, lightning, and all that good stuff. You so, can stealth your way through it or you yeah. can, like, like, bust your way through everything. If, if you yeah. like watching Let's Plays and things that are boring, um, watch <laughs> speedruns of Dishonored, because it is incredible what some people have done with it. Just stealth speedruns, especially getting mm. through areas, distracting guards, and just getting through the entire thing without anyone knowing that they're there is just insane. Mm. I love that kind of stuff. I just I want to stealth through every game if I could. Now I want to also mention um, Doom comes out this year and looks legit yes. good, like legit good. I'm ready to Finn, pack my on Doom. Doom. <laughs> what Doom is this? Doom. The new Doom. Which Doom? It's just called Doom. It's like a redo. Doom. It's a redo. It's a redo. Oh, redo. Ah, the redo. Um, the redooming. <laughs> it looks re-dooming amazing. Revengeance. Uh, Bethesda took a lot of their Fallout press and sort of, you know, duplicated it and included Doom in it for people Doom as well. Duplicated it. Doom. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. <laughs> Doom looks amazing. I'm excited about that. And one more that I think I don't want to talk about it too much because um, we know a lot about it already. But I think it might end up being one of the games of the year that we don't even think about that much. <laughs> no, Overwatch. Overwatch is Blizzard's new online Team Fortressy style shooter. Keen. Keen. Keen as. It looks amazing. It's going to be on multi-platform, so PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, which was a big announcement they made last month. I feel like this game could, if done as well as we think it's going to be done, could be a Game of the Year contender. If it has the multiplayer community that lasts, and Blizzard games tend to have those... Yes, they do. I think that this could be one of those actual multiplayer games that lives on for a long time. My only uh, question about it is, which platform do I get it on? Blizzard's... I have all three. Which one your friends have? PC. Blizzard is... 
the master yeah. of polish. Yeah, it'll be polished, it'll be well made, it'll be fun. We know all this without even playing it. Like, this is not a hype thing, it's just what we know Blizzard do all the time. So, yep. I think Overwatch is one to watch. It's due out in May or June, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so going to be huge. I'm more I'm okay sure. with this sort of hype because Blizzard has a reputation. Quality, man, quality. Uh, we are going to go through the other previews for the other platforms. So, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo over the coming weeks. Meigs, Finn, Archer, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. You. And um, keep listening to Joy. Enjoy your 2016. This has been Critical Hit on Joy 94.9. This has been a Joycast of Critical Hit for Joy 94.9. If you like this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Achievement unlocked. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. 
Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.